Hi and welcome to the Demand Matrix podcast series Sunny Side Up. I'm Paroma. I'll be your host for the day. Hi Spencer, welcome to the Demand Matrix podcast Sunny Side Up. We're super happy to have you here today. For the audience, just a little note. Spencer Sobzak is an enterprise account executive at Thea, a business intelligence analytics platform. And he's here today to talk about the importance of data storytelling and visualization for B2B marketing and sales teams. So Spencer, over to you. Let's begin. Let's Tell the audience a little bit about you. Share with them a little bit about your hobbies, your past work experience, and of course, about your current role at Thea. What is that all about? And what's a typical day at work like for you there? Well, first, thank you so much for having me on the Sunny Side Up podcast, Paroma. Uh, I've listened to a lot of your episodes, and I'm really excited to be here and to talk about data storytelling for sales and marketing. A little bit about myself. I started my career at Gartner in sales, and Gartner is an IT research company. And I was working with Mm -hmm. technology startups to align them with the research and the analysts that they needed to better understand the marketplace and their business so that they could scale and they could grow. When I was working at Gartner, I had access to all of this information about data and analytics. And so I did a lot of reading. And while reading about data and analytics, I decided I wanted to go work for a company that was in that space. So I found out about Thea. And Thea is not necessarily a BI platform. What Thea does is bring together the reports and visualizations from all of your different BI tools into a single Mm -hmm. user experience. So if you use Salesforce and maybe Tableau, and maybe you have some information in another system or BI tool, we can bring all of those reports together into one place so you can see a complete view of your business. Great. So obviously, as part of your core role, driving customer engagement is probably a key area for you. So do you want to quickly dive into that before we start speaking data and talking only about data? Can you define customer engagement for me? How best do you drive conversations with your target audience? What are the tactics that you use, especially when you're talking to marketing and sales professionals or teams about your platform or product? So I love to get involved in the community. And there's a few ways Mm -hmm. that I do that. One of the ways is by participating in a lot of the conversations that take place on LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn is a fantastic platform for business professionals to describe their challenges, but also to share the best practices that help them succeed. Another way that I get involved with my customers is to go to the user groups that they attend. Like later today, I'll go to the Tableau user group and I'll get to hear Mm -hmm. from my clients what sorts of challenges they're facing in data and analytics And that way I can learn how to help them and learn how to speak their language. What are some of the challenges that you see teams adopt when they're adopting different tools and technologies to feed into their insights so that they can understand their customers? One of the major challenges with driving BI adoption or driving analytics adoption for sales and marketing teams is data literacy. The ability for employees to work with, read, analyze, and argue with data or to make a business case based off of data. And so when you look at a sales or a marketing team, you generally have a group of people with very strong communications and business backgrounds, but not very strong technical skills or statistical analysis skills when it comes to working with data to better understand their customers. So one of the things that companies should be investing in right now, and they shouldn't wait, is in the training and education of their employees. And that can start very simply by teaching them why data is important and how analytics can help them do their job better. And that can escalate 
into more technical analysis so that they can actually work with data themselves to optimize a marketing campaign or to better define a customer persona. And obviously, better data storytelling is very crucial in all of this. What are some of the telling or visualization tips you'd like to share with us? One of the things that I think is really important with data storytelling is to remember what question you're trying to answer. So it's great to have a chart or a visualization that looks really pretty and presents well, but if it doesn't answer a business question and lead you to take action, then you're just using data and analytics for the sake of using data and analytics. So when you look at data storytelling, always keep in mind, what question are we trying to answer? What action are we trying to take using this information? Another thing that's really important to keep in mind is context. So a lot of times, sales and marketing executives are presented with a dashboard that will give them higher level KPIs, maybe some reports on their customers, but they lack the context of that information and which really can inhibit taking action. So if I know that I had an email open rate of 12%, but I don't know in the context in which it was sent out, and I don't know the persona that it was sent to, or maybe I don't know what time of year it is. Maybe it was a, a timing issue. There's a lot of context that can go into data storytelling. So think about your business, think about what problems you're trying to solve and your customers, and try to incorporate more context into your data storytelling. One of my suggestions for improving data literacy is to embed the educational videos, the educational tips and tricks right into the work experience of your employees. And that's something that we're doing with Thea. So because I can bring in the reports and visualizations into Thea, I can also embed the video and the descriptions and the presentations that help my end users in my company in the sales and marketing departments understand how to read those charts and visualizations, what type of actions they might need to take after coming to an insight. And so embedding that, that education into the workflow is so crucial. The reason being is that many companies are hiring outside consultants or outside firms to come in and do workshops with their employees to go through some trainings. And that usually takes two to four weeks. But after the trainings end and everyone leaves the classroom and goes back to the business, they start to forget all those things they learned because they're not immersed in it. They're not being continually educated. So if you don't use something, you lose it. I took about 10 years of Spanish in elementary and middle school, and I am sorry to say that today my Spanish is not very good. And that's because I don't speak Spanish every day. The same thing with data and analytics. So obviously, you know, one of the problems that we do notice in the marketplace is internal teams, like you did mention earlier, they don't have the necessary expertise to break down all the data that they have so much access to today. So the purpose is lost. And obviously, that's how data storytelling and better visualization helps enable a better understanding of all this data. So how would you suggest that teams today optimize the application of data and technology to produce better results? I think I'll circle back to something I mentioned previously, and that's understanding what question you're trying to answer. So a lot of companies will implement a new data and analytics solution, but they don't realize an ROI. So according to Gartner, through the year 2021, I think, or 2022, 80% of business intelligence initiatives will fail to produce a business outcome. And those business outcomes, the ones that matter to the business are making money, saving time, and mitigating risk. So if your data and analytics initiative does not tie back to one of those three things, 
it doesn't really have an impact on the business. So when you look at the massive amount of data that companies can take in and start to analyze and work with, before you start doing that, the first thing you always want to do is say, what question are we trying to answer that will result in a positive business outcome? And if you can start there, then you can understand what data you need to collect and how you should start to begin analyzing that data. So don't just go and throw a net out there and collect all the data in the beginning. Sit down with your team, sit down between the analytics and IT team and the business team and understand what's trying to be accomplished in the business. Some of what you mentioned is obviously what's going to drive demand for analytics and better business intelligence portals to shape in the marketplace for years to come. How do you see the growth for these kind of platforms, the demand shape up in the years to come? What kind of features or what kind of additional insights will people or teams really want from these kind of technologies and portals? So the growth of business intelligence, analytics, and artificial intelligence platforms is going to explode over the next two to five to 10 years. So the growth that you're seeing in the marketplace now is just the tip of the iceberg. Currently, the worldwide BI adoption rate within an organization is only 35%. So only 35% of employees with a company are currently using data and analytics to make a decision. And what that means is 65% of the company is not making informed decisions based off of, off of data. That's a big problem. And so you're going to see the, the growth of BI and analytics platforms continue for the foreseeable future, you know, all the way to our artificial intelligence. I think you're also going to see a lot of acquisitions in the space. So Salesforce mm-hmm. recently acquired Tableau for quite a large sum of money. I think it was many billions of dollars. And you're going to see yeah. a lot of those large players like Google, Oracle, IBM continue to make acquisitions of smaller data and analytics companies. And I think that will drive the market to continue to innovate. So you're going to find people filling in the gaps from those big players and then being acquired continually for the next decade. So according to you, what are some of the top features that companies should look for when they're adopting these platforms? I think every single BI tool has its own strengths. And that's one of the reasons that you currently see 250 different analytics tools in the market. If you go look at any sort of industry research, maybe the Gartner Magic Quadrant, Forrester, IDC, they cover so many different tools. And the reason being is that each of those tools solves a specific problem or fulfills a specific need within your company. So what we actually see are organizations implementing multiple BI tools. So they'll have three to five different business intelligence platforms. They might have a legacy system like an Oracle Business Intelligence or IBM Cognos, something that they've had for five to 10 years. And then you'll see the introduction of new technology like Tableau, Click, ThoughtSpot. And so what we see companies doing is buying multiple technologies to cover all of their needs. And that's why Thea exists. The challenge that we solve is an end user has to go to three or four to five different places to try and find the information and the insight that they need to make a decision. And that's really challenging. Not only is it frustrating to not know where the information lives, but it's frustrating to not see a complete picture of your business. So by implementing something like FIA, which they call an analytics hub, and bringing all this information into one central location, it really enables organizations to be flexible with their technologies. So to your question, there might be a feature in one tool that's absolutely necessary and a feature in another 
that's important to another business group. And so you're going to end up having more than one. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Especially given all of this, what kind of data sets are you seeing a larger demand for now that you're in this space, especially for B2B marketing and sales teams? Do you see a lot of demand, especially for intent data or install tech data, technographics? We'd love to know your thoughts on this. So when I look at sales and marketing data from a sales perspective, most sales reps currently use some sort of third-party data source, right? So whether that's Zoom Info, Discover Org, somewhere to find prospect information so that you can know where to call someone, where to email them. So there's a lot of data that gets used that way. Internally with sales, a lot of analysis takes place when you're analyzing a persona. So any sort of persona data that you can get, how buying decisions are made, budgets is all useful information. From a marketing perspective, I think you're going to see large companies begin selling and purchasing the data that they have. So they're going to begin monetizing their own data and selling that in the marketplace. So I would look for that to be a large trend in the future. Great. So Spencer, I think you shared some amazing insights and observations with us today. And thank you for your time. We really appreciate it. Are there any other key takeaways you'd like to share as a parting thought? It could be on work-life balance, key tips for marketing and sales teams, anything to do with increasing revenue, increasing performance. We'd love to hear them. I would say that when it comes to data and analytics for sales and marketing teams, it's really important to focus on the data literacy aspect to understand that data and analytics aren't going to replace the human decision-making process. They're going to supplement it. So as a sales or marketing leader, try to create a strong data culture within your organization that really believes in the use of data and the value that it can bring to businesses. I love to talk about these things. So thank you so much for having me on the podcast today. If anyone wants to discuss these things further, I'm on LinkedIn. So connect, send me a message. I love to talk about the value of data and analytics for all organizations. Great, Spencer. I hope the audience got that. And we'll also include a special note for them to have reference to. So thank you so much for your time once again. And uh, Welcome back again, maybe in the future to Sunnyside Up. We'll have a debate on who's better between marketing and sales and what data works best for both. Oh, yeah, that'll be a heated debate, won't it? <laughs> Thank you yes, so much. Yes, that's going to be great. Thanks, Spencer. Bye. Bye.